Greetings, and welcome to the 80-Level Roundtable Podcast. In each episode, host Kirill Tokarev invites video game industry leaders to talk about the world of game development. No topic is off-limits as long as it relates to video game development. New episodes are in the works, so remember to follow us or subscribe and share with someone you know will also enjoy the podcast. First of all, welcome to our first ever roundtable session on 80 level. And um, I'm not sure to how to pronounce your names, guys, correctly. So if you could like introduce yourself quickly and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and your um, work, and then we can continue to other topics of our discussion. So Maxim, can we start with you? Yes. OK. Hello, everyone. I am uh, Maxim Rihule. I am currently a junior environment artist doing an internship in the UK as um, the last year of my education. So I'm still a student. Got, got it. Harit? So yeah, hello people. Uh, I'm Harit Tashkin. I'm a lighting artist working in the industry as a freelancer now. Uh, I'm living in Istanbul for three years now and working in the industry like three years or something now. So. Um, I'm also studying a uh, master's in digital game design in Batish University, also a, a real-time lighting lecturer there too. So that's uh, in general, that's it. Amazing. So <clears throat> thank you for joining us uh, during these strange times. And I think it's strange times that we want to discuss during this first episode. So I guess the biggest question right now with COVID-19 in the air, um, how did it influence your life in general? And so what basically changed for you and uh, your work? I know you're like in different countries around. It would be interesting to learn like what changed and how do you cope in with that? Oh, well, I shall start uh, like it drastically changed it actually, because you know how it is like we have a total curfew right now in the weekends and I'm sitting at home and I can't leave, you know, it's uh, prohibited. And you know, it's, it's really weird. I never had something in my life. So uh, that's totally weird. Everything that I'm working on is now online. Although like the work I'm doing, the studio that I'm, that I'm working for is already like working online. We are like working remotely. That didn't affect it that much, but the school side with my lectures, we, we went to the online side and, until like we get used to it, it had some several problems, you know what I mean? And as a personal and, you know, the work side, it's really drastic, it's, you know, affected it. Mm-hmm. It's really that. It must be very hard to do all the, you know, all the, all the studies, all the lessons and teaching uh, online. I, I feel like it's still, um, you have to have like a certain system for teaching when you're doing this. Otherwise, it just doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, and I must thank to my students and hi to them if they're watching this and uh, they're you know helping me out with this stuff. But until like we get used to it, as I mentioned, we had connection issues. They couldn't follow up it, and you know the the plan that I created for the lectures collapsed because like you know drastic changes. I couldn't do this face-to-face thing, so uh, I implemented a different technique. But it is working up until now, and I think everybody's happy, but the transition was painful. Mm -hmm. 
What is like uh, the most challenging aspect now? The most challenging thing is to, you know, with the online stuff, I was a student too, I know how they feel, but sometimes they lose their concentration easier than being in a class. So keeping them concentrated all along, it's I think the most challenging part. And, you know, uh, we are working on Unreal Engine in the class and, you know, not all computers are equal. So some might have a bad time working on the projects that I'm giving. So, you know, I needed to change the, you know, the, the things that I'm giving to them, the assignments and stuff, you know, and that was the most challenging thing. Yeah, that's kind of tough to keep concentrated and you're learning something remotely. Yeah. And in the professional side, I don't have that problem because, you know, I got used to it so far now six months uh, working remotely so that wasn't a big oh, wow. deal but uh, you know for the lecture side it is a problem it was a problem so you started re working remotely even before this whole thing happened right so you're yes. just doing like freelance or contract yeah it, it's a contract uh, we're working on a game right now uh, mm -hmm. it's a contract uh, you know it didn't change it that much actually I got it. You know, the Maxime, what about you? Uh, for me, it actually happened quite suddenly, I I would say. I'm originally from Belgium and I still live there. But my internship is going on in the UK. So I hired a student dorm there and I came back to visit Belgium of, like a few months ago when this whole thing wasn't that blown up yet. Um, and everything was normal. And then I went back and almost a week after, everything just went on lockdown in Europe. Um, mm -hmm. The company itself actually wanted to close down before the government themselves said so, which is, in my opinion, something very responsible from them on their side. Um, but it did just happen like in a single day where you would just go into the company, you would start working and suddenly it's like a public announcement. Okay, guys, whoever wants to go home or can go home should go home. And then you had to quickly figure out like, okay, how am I going to work from home? because my student laptop surely cannot handle a, a decent industry level project. Um, they were actually happily enough and surprisingly enough able to send my desktop to my house in Belgium. But oh, wow. I did have to um, I get a train and all that back to Belgium um, in a single day, pretty much. Um, financially as well as to have to like pay for my dorm and all that over in the UK, but it, it was quite stressful to take three trains and go to five stations, of which two of them are the biggest ones in the UK, um, especially knowing that this virus and all that is spreading so easily there. Mm. I see. Guys, so can you talk a little bit about how your work is currently organized uh, online? So um, I think Harid is, has more experience here because he worked remotely like for a longer period of time so what would you say is the overall process here so how are things structured how do you get your mm -hmm. tasks and uh, what is different in terms of working online if you compare it to like working in the studio <laughs> yeah so uh starting with how i get my tasks Actually, I am in direct contact with my creative director. So uh, we are chatting through 
let's say we're on WhatsApp or this kind of stuff, normally it is better to use something like Perforce or GitHub, but uh, through the project, since we are like uh, creating first the presentation kind of stuff, so we are not decided not to use it yet. And uh, I'm getting the task directly from him and how to tell, the distribute the things, for example, let's say I need a model to be fixed. I'm directly writing to the modeler and telling him, hey, I have this problem. I'm like, uh, you know, in Photoshop, showing him what the problem is, showing him what he, he or she needs to fix and tell him, hey, we need to fix that because of this, because of that. So basically the pipeline that we're using right now is quite similar to a studio, but um, like, it's not the same, you know, it's not face-to-face. -face. We are contacting each other from online stuff, online platforms. And distributing the stuff we're using, kind of we transfer for now and uh, distributing the, you know, the files and things that we need to share. Actually, we are not using that advanced method since the project has not yet grown that much. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, comparing to working on a studio, I personally prefer to work on a studio because I like to, you know, uh, make things face to face, and I believe sometimes it works better. So uh, again, just like I mentioned in this um, the lecture stuff, some things are easier when you do them face to face. You can understand whether the person in front of you really gets what you're talking about, or if you're on the same frequency, you know. The, in studio environment, that is better. And in online organization is kind of difficult. But mm -hmm. uh, fortunately, I am not organizing stuff, just uh, uh, telling people what we need to fix or what they need to do in order to, you know, I can light up the stuff better or uh, how the things are working in a better thing. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it is kind of a bit more difficult than working on a studio. It feels to me that when you're tackling like a larger project and when you're working like in a company, especially when there's a couple of projects going on and usually like in bigger studios, this is the reality. Yes, something's always happening. It's always nice to have some kind of like uh, <clears throat> basically a system like Jira or anything of that kind, like where you can track everything, put in the deadlines and then have conversations <clears throat> around those tickets. Because mm -hmm. if you just yeah. go and uh, you know and start having chat conversations or just shooting emails or messages, they just seem to get lost and people forget about them, and then you know it goes on forever. Yeah, fortunately, we're not that large team of people, so we can keep track. But uh, if we were on a larger group, yeah, you're right. Like, like you're losing a track of this conversations going on and thing, but on a small team, small and dedicated team, to be more precise, everything works for now, and we are not having that much of a problem. But when you have a larger team, when you have like one more than one focus, and yeah, that would be a problem. But we are coping well for now. Maxim, it would be super interesting to hear about your experience because you're coming from a like internship perspective and this is like I guess one of your first times working in a big company so how are, how are things organized there and how did they change when you switch to like online uh, work environment um, it is it's very interesting for me because I was actually looking forward so much uh, working in a company and now one month and I already have to get back home um, 
But I would say the company has quite a lot of tools to actually keep up communication intern, intern like inside the company. Um, like firstly, we have online pages where everyone has their own page and just constantly updates what they are working on, providing um, videos or photos, any visual material um, where your supervisors can comment on. And we also have weekly calls like twice or three times a week where we discuss who's doing what and what could be changed and what could be um, improved um, through the same mediums as we're talking right now. And that's quite face to face. It's not exactly physically next to each other, but it actually gets surprisingly close. And we also have in-house conversation methods. Um, we can talk to each other the whole time. We can see who's online, who's um, out on lunch and all that. But yeah, it's it's different. I mean, we still have a very handy video chat where people can draw on your screen so they can still show you quite easily what they want you to do. They can't do it themselves, though, which is a big downside, especially for an intern, because you can't do everything right from the get go. Um, but yeah, I'd say about 70 to 80 percent as efficient is a good measure for how communication goes. What about like time management? Do you feel like you are uh, spending more time uh, doing your work or less? Because for me personally, <clears throat> so I used to work uh, from home a lot. So I think for the majority of my life, I worked like freelance contracts. So I usually worked uh, remotely. And uh, it was very challenging because uh, not that I didn't like it. I love working from home. But the idea is that you have your whole family here and you have all the other distractions. And sometimes the work could drag like far into the night, you know, and you don't know where your time goes. So I'm wondering how is it with you guys? Do you feel that you are wasting a lot of time or do you feel that you're just turning on the clock and you work uh, your shift and then basically you're done? I'm no, I know it's usually not the case with like 3D guys because they need, tend to overwork <laughs> and uh, iterate all the time and change <laughs> stuff. Um, I'd say the, the biggest thing is uh, keeping track of source content, which has to go through a VPN now to be safe. And that VPN does not allow for a big download speed. So that is something you have to do overnight. Otherwise, you're going to lose an entire uh, morning doing like that, pulling all the new stuff in. Um, from a work efficiency point of view, I'd say it depends from day to day. Uh, I get e more easily distracted at home. I wouldn't say it happens as much as in the studio though, because you can easily just chat with your colleagues and then get lost in the conversation. Um, yeah, I think efficiency wise, it's mostly a bit less efficient, especially because of the download restrictions and all that, but it. For me personally, I can get pretty close to what I did in studio. Uh, yeah, this uh, download stuff is time wasting. I agree with that. And, uh, you know, we're transferring this data through internet and, you know, all these people are at home and they're using internet all the time and the bandwidth is going lower and lower at home. So that is time wasting. But thinking about time management, actually, this is this current situation affected me in a positive way because uh you know i am not working slower if we are not considering this time lost on this the transfers and stuff 
but like uh, I was afraid that I would be distracted at home, but that's not the case actually. I sit down, work for a while, and then when I feel tired, I can just uh, go ahead, do something else, cook something, play a game, and then come back whenever I want to. As far as I'm not missing any deadlines, I can work whenever I want to. So this is a great, huge positive for me. So this is also, I think, improving my work in this kind of sense. And, you know, um, I'm spending more time on myself, on the projects, and I'm working for this professional thing. I'm working on two personal projects. And after a really long time, I find time to play any games. <laughs> that's surprising, but that's how it is. And, you know, um, only problem that I'm missing is sleep, I think, is my sleep hours are like bended away. Like I'm going to bed at six in the morning, wake up at 12 and <laughs> you know what it is it's like really upside down. Yeah, it's something very similar here. I mean, this is the only time actually during the last couple of months that I actually found some time to play a game. So, so funny thing is that I, I bought Death Stranding, I think in November, I mean, when it came out, I think it was November 2019, and I started playing it, and I played it for like little bits here and there, and I only finished it in March. <laughs> it, basically, <laughs> it basically took me half a year You're to finish it. one thing. Yeah, like I'm making games, and I cannot play them, you know, with all the schedule. And it was even worse when I was uh, working on a company, I mean, in a studio. And uh, I'm telling to my friends and my parents, hey, uh, that COVID thing is not that bad for me after all. You know, I can have more time with myself, as I mentioned. And, okay, I sleep less, but I can do more things in the day. I'm not getting tired as I used to be. So I think that's a positive thing. That's that's, it's that's quite great. the same actually. Really? Um, well, yeah, we have to work our shifts basically. So from around nine um, in the morning till six in the evening, you would just do your shift. You have an hour of um, free time at noon to eat something and just sit in your couch, watch TV for um, like half an hour. But after that, um, usually when I had to, like in England, I would just go around and explore the city and such. But I wouldn't be at home, so I wouldn't have everything to my disposal. Um, now back at home, I actually find myself not necessarily working on personal projects as much as I used to, and really just taking more time for my um, old hobbies, like going for an occasional jog, which is still allowed under the current quarantine rules, um, or reading a book is actually something as well, or painting miniatures, or just sporting in general. Um, sleep deprivation a little bit, but that's just basically my student um, night cycle still kicking in, just staying up late. <laughs> yeah, for the student side, it, that is always helping to revamp this stuff. <laughs> cool, cool, guys. Um, so as far as I understand, you both can get out of the house, right? So you can walk around and uh, check things out. Actually, uh, in weekdays, I can go out, but on the week weekends, it is prohibited. But the problem is, like with all this stuff, all this chaos online, I mean, you think, what if? I mean, uh, you become paranoid of everything. You know, I was not that afraid when it first outburst in Turkey. And I was like, oh man, come on, it will gonna end soon. And when I realized that how big the problem is, I was like, 
oh my goodness, what will happen now? I mean, I need to be careful, you know, and I became kind of paranoid, you know, <laughs> that's a bad thing. I'm definitely checking the news like at least seven times more than I used to. <laughs> yeah, same here. Uh, by the so way, what um, you, yeah. Uh, what is like the first thing you want to do when this whole thing is over? I mean, oh, I think I will continue to, to go to gym. And you know, the, the funny thing is, I'm not that much of a sporty guy, but uh, you know, I'm doing gym sport keep keep my health on. So I would I quitted gym for three months or something before this outbreak happened. And I said, okay, let's restart and. I have time now. I'm like freelance now. I have, you know, lots of time. So let's spend it on something better. And you know, in parallel to all those things I'm doing, and uh, I'm not joking. A few hours later, they announced that they're shutting down the gyms, and I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was funny. I think my first thing is just going to be a party with friends because last school year was really like time consuming. And then as soon as I get some free time, they just decide to lock everyone inside. So I hope it gets over soon so I can just have like a big group of friends and go out for once in a year. Yeah, that's amazing. By the way, guys, um, I know a lot of companies right now, like especially in the 3D field, like I think Modo, I think Popcorn Effects, some of the others, they're actually like giving away licenses or they're giving some other types of like software versions available for customers. Have you taken the opportunity to snatch some of the like stuff that they're giving away or are you just working at the same way you've been working before? Oh, that's a cool question. Actually, I can say both like uh, this extra time helps me to, you know, focus on the stuff that I wanted to develop for a long time. So I haven't snatched any of the softwares with this uh, free licenses, but, uh, you know, again, I'm going to connect two questions together. That extra time helped me to, you know, practice with the new software that I wanted to learn, you know, and but I'm following this discounts on the Steam and Epic Store or something, if that makes sense. <laughs> I think I'm chasing more to the free games instead of the free software at the moment, <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, something that I do tend to. And you know what? A weird thing here is, uh, sorry if I interrupted you, Maxime, but uh, a oh, weird no thing that we had an increase in the taxes on the game consoles in Turkey. <laughs> you know that is like insane. They, I think, had a. 50% increase in taxes. So oh, wow. dub almost doubled in price. Like we were like, oh my goodness, like what will happen when PS5 or a new Xbox comes out? <laughs> that is weird. Um yeah, I don't I don't get game taxes I because of just taking free games. It's not like I I'm just a poor student, okay. Um, <laughs> um yeah, I think new programs wise I haven't really changed anything because I still have student licenses which are semi free. I mean I did pay for them but I can still use them so um and yeah otherwise I, I do have some programs that the studio can provide me that I could pick up on. I mean so I I, I think this is actually ties very well into my uh next question is um like how do you think this whole um situation 
will it influence the way we're actually making games and making the 3D content in general? Does it inf will it influence the way that we're uh, again building materials, building textures, maybe compressing them more, maybe having them being them making them lighter or, or whatever else? Like I think photogrammetry is actually very much uh, you know hit by this virus because people can't go outside and do all those like crazy photos like in the woods as they used to, right? And uh, I think it influences both in like negative and positive ways. As you mentioned before, you guys working remotely and you're still able to do all your work, which is, I think, kind of amazing. It, I, it wouldn't be possible like even like six, like 10 years ago, because you would be locked in the studio and you would have to do all the stuff there. <clears throat> and now it's so, I guess, a transparent and so universal that you can basically do everything you want at home, just send it to the studio. And uh, there's no real necessity in terms of like software and that, and maybe hardware to stay uh, in the office. So um, my question is, do you think this will stay the same or people will still flock into the office? And uh, in terms of the pipeline itself, where do you see like the biggest changes happening after this virus goes away, I hope it does. Though mm. that is a that's a great set of question actually. On the side, how it affects we make games, I can answer that on more of an idea side because I'm actively seeing on my work because I am as I mentioned, I'm working on two you know personal scenes for my portfolio, and one of them, the bigger one, actually had a dark theme. But when I combine this together with the things that I'm seeing right now, I can work on it even more because you know the things that I'm seeing. And the other project, the smaller one, uh, I found myself actually doing an interior. But in this interior, when you check out the details when I release that, you will see the effects. So, you know, living in, in you know, four walls that you're locked inside, kind of locked inside. So. Uh, what I believe for art and design, actually, it is a journey and, you know, it feeds from the things that you see, you experience and, you know, so uh, considering in that side, I think this situation being unique one, you know, it's kind of helping us to develop that creative neurons, you know, and uh, I had some several more ideas that I wrote down. Hopefully I'll do them in the future. And about the other question, I'm talking about Turkey specifically in this in this question um, because in Turkey, most of the you know studio owners, uh, I'm talking about in general, are thinking, okay, even if you don't have anything to do, you need to be sitting down on this computer and you will be in the studio all the time. Now, hopefully, uh, they will see that these things can be done one way or another via online, as you said, without any restrictions at all. And for the bigger companies, for the global industry, I think uh, the studios will take, uh, you know, more of, you know, advantage of the situation so that they can work with the studio environment and with the online environment together. So I think it will be, you know, kind of a hybrid in between two, that's what I believe. Um, yeah, same for me. I think um, personally, the the whole working remotely now is 
not too much different from a studio. I'd say the only real thing you have to go through is, of course, like things like download being really low. So as an artist, that affects you. Um, and otherwise, just not being physically with your colleagues and quickly able to like show something or ask for something. So efficiency-wise, you still have to get up to the same aspect of working remotely versus studio work. Um, but sharing everything with each other and being able to just complete your own work and just get it in there, finish your lists. Um, I, I'd say from a studio perspective, it's more of a control situation in that point where it doesn't necessarily affect your employees' work, but it does affect how efficiency, how efficiently they can monitor their employees because everyone is working at home. So things like secure networks aren't there. Um, people can't be physically seen in the studio, even if they say they are in the studio. Um, it's more of that and controlled lunch hours as well, by example, like not everyone is going to be off at the same time. Um, I think it's more of a efficiency standpoint on that part. It feels to me that, uh, as you mentioned, security is one of the big problems the studios are actually facing. I'm not sure you know, how companies like Sony or something like that, or Microsoft, you know, how are they, you know, keeping projects secret when you can actually work on it from your home and your whole family can be there. <laughs> they can oh, actually yeah, that, that's, have, that's a, a, have a look at your <laughs> scripting, even though yeah. you signed the NDA and everything. It's that's still where, like yeah. a, the, the environment is not controlled, right? Yeah, that that is where the big locked door into your room comes in. Um, no one's allowed to come into my room. I had to actually specify all those things. Um, and also just accessing um, things like source control and all has to be accessed via VPN. Um, the companies have their local setups for that, so you couldn't be able to access it from outside. But now you need some sort of gateway. And I mean, that's not completely secure ever. So I think from that security stand, if you, they, probably have a slight risk still with remote work so and your like um your opinion like i know we're not like publishers here but uh, still um how do you think it will influence the current schedule of uh releases this year and maybe next year because you've seen some companies already delaying their games indefinitely yeah as they're saying mm-hmm. um some companies are releasing them so i'm not sure like what's the general trend here like in your opinion what do you feel? I think it's going to be similar to what the movie industry is doing right now because everything is just going to get delayed because no one gets to go outside and buy games or um like watch the movies. I'd say games are less affected by it because they are online content, so people will probably still online buy them and all that and they will have more time to play them. Um so yeah, game-wise I think releases will less likely be postponed from a client side of view, but more of a um, employees just not being as efficient and capable of making the game back on to release part of you. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree with that, but you know, maybe the smaller games won't going to be affected that much, but for AAA companies or like hundreds of people are working, I think that might affect because just like Maxim mentioned, like uh, the efficiency and keeping track of everything. Yeah, I believe that is kind of difficult on on just purely online, you know, atmosphere. So I think this is gonna, well, 
depending on the situation actually is kind of difficult to answer because well if they're close to ending they don't have too much of a problem some of the studios can release in time but if they have problems with let's say performance optimization and delicate stuff that you know need to be tended carefully i think this will be the main you know reason for the delays and something but i think it depends on the studios and the current environment that they're in yeah i think it depends more on the studio and less on the customers mm-hmm. yeah uh, i'll get you guys well uh, uh let's hope that uh, this whole thing will go away hopefully soon and then hopefully, we'll have yeah. other other topics for discussion for our uh, round table at <laughs> eight level but i want to thank you sincerely for joining us for this call and for finding the time to have a little chat i hope everything's gonna work smoothly out and uh, you'll be back in your studios and continue your work uh, without being affected by this disease that's going on around thank you guys here that's been a pleasure yes yeah, yeah, thank you guys Great honor to uh, be allowed on yeah it was a pleasure to be here guys so uh let's just as you said like let's hope it ends soon so that we'll have better things to you know talk about in these chats and conversations and everything will go smooth cool see you. see you in the next episode guys thank you see you thank you, see you. thanks for enjoying another episode of the 80 level roundtable podcast Check out upcoming episodes on the 80 Level website at 80.lv. Join our career site at 80.lv slash RFP. And share our podcast with friends and on your social networks.